So it's not that important, in my opinion, to create a personal brand. It's just not. I mean, it's not for everybody. I mean, there's only so many personal brands that are going to work. I mean, how many Gary Vaynerchuk's can we really watch? You know, like how many Tim Ferriss podcasts can we listen to? Like, it's not meant for everybody to create a personal brand because that's not what it means to be an entrepreneur is to have a personal brand and have this voice, this individual message with the world. Like, that could be the journey that you choose, but that is one of countless journeys and paths that you can take. Welcome to Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, a podcast for international investors and real estate entrepreneurs looking to break into the U.S. market. G'day, g'day, guys, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, the number one podcast geared towards helping international investors break into the U.S. market and start buying cash-flowing deals. From Los Angeles, I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. As you know, this show is all about educating my loyal listeners about the benefits of investing in the US, particularly buying cash flowing deals. Now, if you want to join this community, you know, this awesome community of entrepreneurs, then all you have to do is subscribe to this show. It's pretty simple. Just jump on iTunes, hit the button, the subscribe button, and each and every week when I release new content, you're going to be notified straight away. Um, if you do like this show, the best way of giving back is by jumping on the iTunes reviews page and giving the show review. It just shows iTunes that I'm constantly creating um, great content and you guys are valuing that content. Now, if you leave a comment in iTunes, I've got a bit of a proposition for you. If you do leave a comment in iTunes, um, the easiest way that I'm in return, I'm going to give you my new ebook, which is titled The Art and Science of Raising Capital Like a Pro, the 4P Rule. Now, this ebook is a short and sharp little ebook that I pulled together. Um, just the main four topics, the four P's uh, that I like, that I've coined professionalism, uh, pitch, practice, and patience. They are the four P's to any successful entrepreneur to start raising capital. I've noticed it in my life, I've noticed it in other people's. Uh, careers and paths when they start raising capital to help scale their real estate business or, or any business, they've used these four P's, uh, pitch, practice, professionalism, and patience. So jump on iTunes, leave the show a five-star review, then send me a screenshot at info, that's I-N-F-O, at rsnpropertygroup.com, and in return, I'll flick you my new ebook. All right, a little bit more housekeeping. If you are interested, I'm start, I've started in 2017 a mentorship program. Um, and if you are interested about learning about how to buy multifamily real estate um, for myself, I am putting together a group of about 25 uh, in, investors, 25 entrepreneurs who want to learn um, from me, personal one-on-one -on -one training with me each and every week. Uh, if you are interested in the mentorship program, please also hit me up at info, I-N-F-O, at RS propertygroup.com. The, the program is jam-packed full of some incredible uh, learning uh, advice and, and activities. I'm going to walk you through everything from A to Z of how to buy your first multifamily real estate. I'm going to talk to you about uh, understanding the lingo. I'm going to talk to you about how to find cracking deals, how to set up your team on the ground, particularly if you're investing interstate or even you know across the world in, in a different country. I'm going to teach you the, the, the tools and the, the, of what I have learned over the past six years of an 
investing here in the United States uh, and how those tools have helped me become hugely successful and buy a lot of real estate. So if you are interested, hit me up at info at rsmpropertygroup.com. I'll also be teaching you guys in the, in the program a little bit about personal branding and how personal branding is so, so important when starting any business, particularly as an entrepreneur. So guys, as I said, hit me up at info at rsmpropertygroup.com. All right, guys, if you do have any comments about this show, I do like hearing from you. I do like getting feedback on this show because if, the more feedback I get, the more um, the way I can make it better and help you guys learn more about US real estate investing in general. So if you do have any comments, you can leave a comment on this show on my website at rsnpropertygroup.com forward slash podcast, or you can tweet at me at Reed Goosens. That's R-E-E-D-G-O-O-S-S-E-N-S. And remember, I always tweet back. All right, guys, enough out of me. Let's get started and into today's show. Today on the show, I'm super excited to announce that I have the godfather of daily podcasting, the man behind one of the top rated shows on iTunes, Entrepreneur on Fire, and he coined the term Fire Nation. I have with me the one and only John Lee Dumas. G'day, John. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, mate? Reed, I am fired up to be here, brother. Let's do this. Awesome, buddy. So for everyone out there who may be living under a rock, who have no idea who you are, uh, who haven't tuned into Entrepreneur on Fire, give us you know, the, the, the elevator pitch, the 30-second rundown on what you do, who you are, where you come from, and how you're absolutely crushing it right now uh, in today's iTunes world. Well, for 30 seconds, I will tell you that I struggled for 32 years of my life. You know, I, I, I had some successes, but a lot of failures. I was in the Army for four years, did a little 13-month tour of duty in Iraq, I tried law school, dropped out, corporate finance, commercial real estate. None of it really worked for me, but at 32, I had this idea to launch a daily podcast interviewing today's most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs, mostly because I wanted that show to exist as a consumer, as a listener, and it didn't. Um, so I kind of filled that void. And now we're talking, you know, a little over four years later, over 1,550 episodes later, wow. um, we're averaging over 2 million listens a month, and we are consistently generating seven figures of revenue a year. That is awesome, mate. Um, I want to just touch a little bit on, before we dive into today's show, a bit of your background. You said you, you, you were part of the army. So what, what, was that, what was that aha moment for you that you decided that you needed to take control of your life um, and, and leave the army? And I think I was reading that you were in a corporate world for a bit of, bit of time and then dive into becoming your own boss because that's really what the, the essence of today's show is all about, becoming your own boss. Yeah. So I wanted to become my own boss because for my entire life I had bosses and I just never loved it. I didn't hate it. I mean, I was, I was okay at following orders, but you know, I just, I wasn't great at it. So when I was in the military, you know, we always had that chain of command. And so I was always taking orders and having direction, of course, having some responsibility in my life. But then when I got out, I was like, okay, like, what can I do that's going to allow me to get kind of off of this employee track, you know, that I kind of see a lot of people, a lot of my friends were in. So I was like, well, you know, maybe I can become a lawyer and I can set up my own shop and run my own business, et cetera. And I, you know, the bad part about that was I hated law school. So I was just like, <laughs> I can't do this. So I quit. And then, you know, I did exactly the opposite of what I wanted to do kind of out of desperation. And, and I jumped in to corporate finance and I got that cubicle and, you know, and, I, and 
to be honest, I enjoyed it for a, a certain period of time. There were some things I liked about it, but there was a lot more things I did not like about it and that I struggled mightily with. And I just realized that I wanted more, that I needed more. And so I, I just kept you know, looking around. I kept checking and seeing what, what was possible. And I realized that real estate was going to give me um, a lot more freedom. So I jumped into residential real estate in San Diego, which did give me a lot of freedom. And my first kind of taste of what it meant to be an entrepreneur and I ended up coming back from San Diego to my home state of Maine to try commercial real estate, which I thought was kind of, you know, the, where the big boys and big girls played. So that was that was <laughs> interesting and fun for a while. But again, something just wasn't quite clicking in that either. And, you know, that was four years, though. I was in that industry for four years and it was a good four years and there were ups and downs. Um, but I knew that I still wanted something different, something even more entrepreneurial where I was literally my own boss and, you know, I was able to do exactly what I wanted and needed to do. Awesome. So you've been involved in real estate for some time. What was, what you you now evolved into an online business. So talk about that transition for a little bit. Are you still involved in real estate investing or you're purely just on on the, on the podcast uh, entrepreneur on fire right now, or is it a little bit of both? I am doing no current real estate investing. Um, I'm actually, yeah, I, I did have two real estate investments for a long time. I, I moved back to Maine and I bought a place and I lived there for a couple of years. Then I moved out and rented that place out. It was a great investment and I did I rented that out for a couple of years and I just sold that about a year ago. And then um, to even go back further than that, I when I was living in Boston working at John Hancock, I bought a place in South Boston um, and I owned that for nine years and nice. I only lived in that place for one year. So for eight years. I was uh, an absentee landlord of that place, but I was just very fortunate with my tenants, so it all worked out well. And I just actually sold that in November of 2016. So that was my second and last uh, real estate investment property that I had. So I now currently just own my home in Puerto Rico and uh, nothing else. Interesting. And so that's that leads me to a whole bunch of other questions about your business and online business and the power of creating cash flow, because that's right. You know, cash flow is king in, in anyone's world. And I talk a lot about on this show how you get cash flow from real estate, but you can get cash flow from anything. It's like you're an example, yeah. right? You can get cash flow from your podcast. So talk to me a little bit about how you've created this empire, this online empire uh, of podcasting. I know you have a lot of, um, uh, you know, you do a lot of mentorship or you used to do a lot of mentorship. And now you do a lot of programs online, how that has created a huge business for you to then create a massive amount of cash flow to help you essentially become free and and you live in Puerto Rico, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. I'm location. I am financially independent, both of those things, which is, is a really good feeling. And, you know, as I'm actually speaking to you today, I'm visiting family um, in Maine. So, you know, I'm, I'm mobile right now, but we're still doing this thing. And, you know, I've, I've been here for the last three weeks and, you know, been able to spend a lot of quality family time. I just did a little uh, keynote talk at, at the local Rotary Club here in, nice. in, uh, in Maine, you know, so like my grandmother was there, my parents and, you know, it was like this kind of like, you know, homecoming for me, which is pretty neat. But, you know, for me, I realized it was mostly during my real estate days, actually, that if you could create the solution to people's problems, you are going to generate revenue. If that pain point, if that problem, if that obstacle was was was, was big enough and you created the solution, you were going to generate revenue from that solution. And you know, the biggest example for me was when I was in real estate in San Diego, you know, I didn't know anybody, I had no network. So I was like, well, how can I be different? And I realized, well, you know, this is during the real estate crash when all the houses in, in, in San Diego and pretty much in all 
in all of California were down 40%. So I just said to myself, like all of these banks need to get reevaluations of their homes that they have on their portfolio. So I started doing BPOs, broker price opinions for these banks. I was building relationships with these banks and I was doing like, you know, two or three of these a day and they would take time. You know, I'd go out to the property, I'd take pictures, I would then come back and then find, you know, comparables that were on the market and comparables that are recently sold to come up with a whole broker price opinion for like 50 bucks. And I was like, this is a lot of work for 50 bucks, but you know, Hey, I'm, I'm hustling. I'm doing my thing. And I realized that a lot of real estate agents didn't want to do that because they, you know, wanted that one big commission check, which I totally got, you know, they wanted to sell one house for a $20,000 commission check, which of course is great. They didn't want to do something that took half the day and was paid them 50 bucks, you know, barely paid for gas money. But I realized if I could provide a better solution for these banks, I could find a way to, to generate some significant revenue. So to kind of fast forward to end this part um, is like I ended up creating a team of 13 virtual assistants all based out of the Philippines who I trained, you know, how to log into the MLS system and pull comparables and do this and do that. I hired people to go out and take pictures for me. I was doing between 50 to 100 BPOs a day. So when you multiply $50 times 100 BPOs, that turned into real money. I was making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year just doing BPOs. And by the way, it was pretty much all outsourced. Like I was managing everything, which took work, but I wasn't doing the actual work that often. I was more overseeing it. So I kind of had this business in this niche because these banks were just like, John, we'd rather give you 100 BPOs than give 100 agents one BPO because then we get to track all of that crap and, you know, 17 of them are going to come through. But if we can trust that you are going to do all 100, just get it done, brother. <laughs> and so I had this great business for years, like literally four years where I was doing that. And, and it was wonderful. You know, I had my sister come on board and do work. My girlfriend at the time was doing, I mean, it was the whole nine yards. Like it was a really interesting niche. And that made me realize that when I launched EO Fire, the podcast, which I was still, by the way, doing the BPO thing when I launched that podcast to, to make some revenue, that if I could find the problems that my listeners of my podcast were having and create the solution for them, that I was going to find a way to make money from that. So that was just a big awakening for me. And since then, that's all I've tried to do. I wanted to just provide free, valuable, and consistent content. And then I wanted to ask the audience that grew as a result of that uh, pro providing of, of content, um, what they were struggling with, listen to them, hear their pain points or obstacles or challenges and provide the solution to them in the form of a product or a service or a community. And that's all I do. And I turn that into a multi-million dollar a year business. Well, mate, I'm sitting here flabbergasted that I'm actually speaking with you today. So I'm taking everything in as, as much as I can from from such a, a leader as, as yourself. So talk to me about some of those pain points that people have. I know today's show is a little bit about taking that leap of faith as an entrepreneur. We all come to that point in our life. You want to take control. A lot of people out there listening today to your show, to my show, they want to take control of their life. They don't know how to take that next step. So talk about the challenges that you faced when you first started that path of entrepreneurship and how you overcame those challenges to then just back yourself and say, let's just give this a crack. I've got no idea what I'm doing, but you know, I need to do something. Otherwise, I'm just going to be sitting in a cubicle for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, the problem that I had was that I didn't know the problems that my listeners and future listeners had. And that was key because how can you provide a solution right. for a problem that you don't know? So it really went back to me saying, I am just going to deliver free, valuable, and consistent content in the form of my podcast, that those actions will 
grow an audience because that audience is going to start to listen, to know, to like, to trust my show. And then from that audience, I can start to reach out to them and say, what are you struggling with? So I can start to hear the common pain points and obstacles that are bubbling to the surface and I can figure out which ones were worthwhile me providing solutions for. But a key point here, and this is really important, Reed, you don't want to provide solutions to everybody's problem because it's not going to be worth it and it might not be a big enough pain point. So to make sure that that is a big enough pain point, you have to go through this process. You have to make people vote with their wallets. Now what that means is a lot of people, to give an example, we're saying, John, you're launched, you launched a podcast, you're creating, you know, this free viable consistent content on your podcast about entrepreneurship. I want to create a podcast about X, about Y or about Z, um, you know, about real estate, about health, you know, about fitness, whatever it might be. And they said, can you teach me, you know, can you create a community that will guide me on how to do that? And I said, well, just because you say you want that doesn't mean you'll pay for that. And it's only worthwhile to me to create that if you will pay for it. So listen, you claim you want this, you know, as I'm talking to my audience, prove it. I'm not going to spend a minute working on this community that I can create, but it'll take significant time, energy, and effort until I have valid proof that you will vote for your wallet. So right now, I'm waiting for 50 people to sign up at $200. You will have lifetime access to this podcasting community. And when I open the doors, it's going to be $400. And everybody that joins from that day four is going to be paying double what you pay because I'm going to reward you as an early adopter, as an early bird, as a founding member. But I'm not going to do it till I have 50 people pay me $200. And when I hit that 50, that 50 person mark read, I knew that that pain point was big enough that people would prepay for something that didn't even exist yet. So then I closed the doors and I um, spent 45 days creating that community. And then when I opened the doors, sure enough, it's $400 and it's only gone up ever since then. And that is Podcasters Paradise, which has over 3,000 members, has done over $4 million in revenue to date. And it's been a wild success. But it's a, it's a success because I validated the product, the community first. Right, right. And that's uh, pretty incredible that you sort of tested the waters before opening the doors, so to speak. So talk to me a little bit about podcasting because, you know, I'm doing my own podcast about a particular niche about international investors or educating international investors about U.S. real estate. How, how powerful or why for all those people out there who are listening why is podcasting so powerful in creating a platform and then using certain platforms like iTunes and Amazon to leverage that and grow a, uh, a lead generation business that will then ho hopefully help your other businesses that you have um, grow, support, and expand yourself as an entrepreneur? So attention is everything, and in today's age, attention is so tough. I mean, when you're on your computer, you're sitting down, you're getting emails, Facebook messages, videos, you know, text, you know, the whole nine yards. Podcasting kind of fits in this space where it's like, hey, like you're not going to listen to us like now when you're busy, when you're working, but you know, when you go out on that jog, like when you're, you know, on that plane, you just want to close your eyes, um, you know, but still listen to something valuable. You know, like when you're doing, you know, that task of like vacuuming or folding your clothes and your laundry, or doing the dishes, like when you're driving your car to work and you can't be watching a video, um, that is where podcasting fits. It's like this special niche. It doesn't dominate all of your time. It just takes the time that 
you, you know, want to be consuming valuable content or at least content that you enjoy, that you find relevant and enjoy and entertaining, um, when the time is right for you. And so that's what I found that podcasting fits that, fits that niche. And the beautiful thing about it is it's, it's just, it has the a hundred percent attention of the people that are consuming the content. Cause it's just your voice in your guest voice in their earbud, you know, as they're doing something like taking that jog or that walk or driving to work or doing these things. It's just you, like you have their attention. It's there. They're not being distracted and pulled in a million different directions. So podcasting is special for that for that reason. You know, people will listen to a 40 minutes podcast because they're doing other things. You know, like I was on the ski slopes a couple days ago here in Maine and I was listening to a podcast and the entire time I was skiing on the chairlift. It was great because I, you know, I didn't have anybody to ski with. So it was just like my companion and I consumed that content. You know, I listened to a, a two hour Tim Ferriss episode. I'm never <laughs> going to sit at my computer and watch a video for two hours. You know, I have other things I can be doing. So that's where podcasting is special. Nice, nice. You've interviewed over 1,500, I think it was, 1,500 episodes. You've interviewed some of the, the greats, Tony Robbins, Barbara Corcoran, Tim Ferriss himself. Um, talk to me about the importance of creating personal content or, or, or investing as an entrepreneur in personal content and a personal brand to help you scale your your business because this podcast right now is is personal is personal content intellectual content that I'm creating to help other people you create uh, intellectual property that helps other people for free in the entrepreneurial space how important is it for those people out there starting to think about entrepreneurialism entrepreneurship to invest time in uh, intellectual content and, and and personal content so it's not that important, in my opinion, to create oh. a personal brand. <laughs> okay. It's just not. I mean, it's not for everybody. I mean, there's only so many personal brands that are going to work. I mean, how right. many Gary Vaynerchuks can we really watch? You know, like how many Tim Ferriss podcasts can we listen to? Like, it's not meant for everybody to create a personal brand because that's not what it means to be an entrepreneur is to have a personal brand and to have this voice, this individual message with the world. Like, that could be the journey that you choose, but that is one of countless journeys and paths that you can take. You know, maybe you just want to be a behind the scenes and create a beautiful SaaS product like a scheduling tool, you know, or some kind of event reminder or, you know, fill in an, an, the blank, an app for your iPhone or Android. Like maybe you don't want to be a voice. Maybe you don't want to be a personality and that's totally fine. Like there's a lot of them out there and frankly, there, there might be enough. Um, but at the same time, there's always room for another personal brand if that's what you want to need to do. And you're going to bring a unique individual personality to this world. And you're not just going to mimic and copy other people. So if you want to go down the path of creating that, that personal brand, just know that you need to do that eyes wide open with a unique uh, swerve to your step. And if you don't want that, that's great. Don't beat yourself up and don't waste time trying to do that. Do your thing. And again, that can be completely behind the scenes. There are people making way more money than I'm making that you'll never hear of because they're just providing an incredible service. You know, a SaaS product, a software as a service that's serving a countless amount of people in, in, in a very important and valuable way. Like, I don't know how I would live without the schedule once tool, which is my uh, uh, scheduler for my calendar. I don't know who created that. I just know that I pay him like, you know, $7 a month to use it. And if he emailed me today and said, John, it's going to cost $70 a month. I'd be like, okay, because the value <laughs> is so high. So that, you know, there's a lot of different paths you can take, you know, and I think that for some people, 
it's going to be that personal branding route and that's fine. And for some people it's not, and that's okay too. You know, I think you, you hit on some, some good points there that there are op- different options out there for different entrepreneurs when they do come to taking that leap of faith, because, you know, you hear a lot of people banging, making noise. Um, one of the first interesting things I noticed when I first came to the United States was um, the talk a lot about, I'm not going to get into political stuff, but about how much money one, one campaign does or does not have and how much noise you can create. And it's just funny that people make a lot of noise when they have a lot of money in terms of marketing, in terms of, you know, whatever it might be, but you're completely right that there's other people out there you may not even heard of who are just killing it in life. And, and you know, the, the Mark Zuckerberg, you didn't know about Mark Zuckerberg until, you know, who, who created Facebook. You didn't know about some of the other bigger entrepreneurs out there that just, you had no idea, but they're still out there creating awesome content and, and a service for people that, that they, that they trust, that they rely on. Like yourself, you rely on schedule one. I rely on some certain things that I've no idea who created, um, uh, you know, like sound, SoundCloud, for example, or, or, or GarageBand. I don't know who created those, those, uh, those apps and services. And they're really, really valuable to my business. And as you said, if they increase the value of that, um, what they charge for it, I would, uh, I'd be happily paying for it. Um, yeah. so John, talk to me a little bit about your freedom journal. Um, I, I've always been interested in journaling as a, as an entrepreneur. Uh, I've just started doing it a little bit more of it. Talk to me about the, the why behind you starting your freedom journal. Well, I realized, um, because again, I asked my audience and I keep my finger on the pulse that my audience was struggling, both setting and accomplishing goals. And I also realized that all of the guests that I interviewed for my show, for my podcast, EO fire, they were great at all of those things at setting and accomplishing goals. So I said, you know, how can I create the solution for that problem that I see with so many of my listeners? And the result was to create the Freedom Journal, which is a gorgeous faux leather, gold embossed, hardcover journal that is a step-by-step guide to accomplish your number one goal in 100 days. Boom, accomplish your number one goal in 100 days. That is the essence of the Freedom Journal. So many people, if they can just knock over that one big domino in their life, like they'll start their own chain reaction of awesome. Like everything that I've accomplished in my life, you know, the over $10 million in revenue that I've created through EO Fire came from me accomplishing the goal of launching EO Fire. That was step number one. So it's so important for us to realize that exact thing that you have to knock over that one big domino to start that chain reaction of awesome. So, you know, I, I came up with a concept. I decided to create that resource, that guide, and I spent a year, you know, researching how to set a smart goal and, and why that was valuable. And then what steps you had to take intraday to uh, to actually accomplish that goal in 100 days. So, you know, we set up daily tasks, nightly recaps. There's 10-day sprints to accomplish micro goals. There's quarterly reviews to look back over your previous 25 days to see what's working to amplify that, but then also see what's not working so you can uh, make adjustments and pivots and move forward. And You know, frankly, Reed, it just struck a nerve. We launched it on January of 2016, and we ended up uh, just going viral in a sense. It became the sixth most funded publishing campaign of all time on Kickstarter, doing $453,000 in revenue um, in just 33 days. And to date, we sold over 17,000 Freedom Journals, you know, as we continue to sell, you know, more and more every single day of the week, literally, and just seeing people accomplish their, their number one goal is incredible to see. And I just love the fact that I was able to take us back to like a physical product so that, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you can just see that gorgeous freedom journal, you know, on your desk, on your nightstand, just waiting for you to pick up and to start your day the right way. So that's what it was all about. Right. And journaling 
for all those people out there who may not do it or may not you know know much about it talk to us john about the, the power of actually writing down those goals because we have all our goals in our head and we can sometimes get we can get a lot of going on up there right and without getting it out of our head and onto paper and actually making it real in terms of physical book or physically writing it down then maybe we can't realize those goals so so talk to me about the power of actually physically writing it down there's just something special when it comes to taking your hand, putting a pen in it, putting it to paper and writing it down. Something gets physically imprinted in your mind there. There's difference than this real virtual world that so many of us live in. And I think it's just important that we go back to that. Yep. I, I 100% agree with it. Uh, so, so, John, where's the future for EO5? What's, what's the future? Where's where, where it headed down? So the Freedom Journal was so successful, I decided to just go from success to success. And for me, that was launching the next journal, the next iteration. And this is called the Mastery Journal. Because I looked within myself and said, you know, how have I been able to build a multi-million dollar a year business? And it's because I amplify my three greatest strengths, productivity, discipline, and focus. So I created the Mastery Journal to guide people in mastering productivity, discipline, and focus in one hundred days. So it's very similar time frame as a Freedom Journal, but with a very different result. With a Freedom Journal, you're going to accomplish your number one goal. With a Mastery Journal, you're going to master three skills that are going to take you to the next level in every facet of your life. Whatever that might be, health, fitness, nutrition, business, life, relationships, you name it. It's going to take you to that next level and then some. Awesome. So. We're really excited about that. You know, we actually have a, a, a Kickstarter campaign running from January 23rd to February 24th, and people can learn more about the Mastery Journal at themasteryjournal.com. Awesome, mate. Well, look, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day to, to jump on our show, give us a bit of insight into the man himself, John Lee Dumas, EO Fire, the awesome amount of empire that, or the, the empire that you've created over the last four years, four to five years, which has been yeah. really, really you know, impressive, mate. Real big pat on the back. I want to thank you again for taking some time. Where can people reach you if they want to reach out? I know you gave me the masteryjournal.com, but if they want to just listen to your show or they want to just reach out to you, any any sort of questions they might have, where can they reach you? eofire.com is where all the magic happens. Perfect, mate. Well, look, mate, we'll put it up. All the show notes on today's show will be up on my website. So please go to there and check it out. John, thank you so much for your time. Have a great rest of your week and we'll catch up soon, mate. Thanks, Reed. I appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Well, there you have it, another cracking episode jam-packed full of some incredible advice. It was only a short little episode we had today with John Lee Dumas. He is a very busy man. He has so much on his plate. He only could you know, squeeze in a 25-minute episode, but I'm very, very grateful for him taking some time out of his day to jump on this show because this show is now going to be have John Lee Dumas on, on the show, which is I'm just, you know, I'm tickled pink. I'm a, I'm a giddy little schoolgirl uh, about, you know, a bit starstruck there. But anyway... I hope you guys got some some good information out of today's show. John, it's surprising that he has uh, you know, he's, he's done a bit of real estate, but his main business is actually online cash flowing products and deals uh, in, in the online world. He only had a couple of real estate portfolio, a couple of deals in his real estate portfolio. Very very interesting man. If you do want to find out a little bit more about him, jump onto eofire.com. Uh, and you know, if you want to learn a bit more about podcasting, uh, I actually started this podcast through his um, po- podcast Paradise. Uh, 
uh, program. Uh, he has, he's got some great cracking information about how to start a podcast, the importance of starting a podcast and giving yourself a voice, um, and then how to scale that podcast and create an online business like he has. Seven figures podcasting business. That is incredible. Uh, I hope that one day we're going to get to that seven figures of online podcasting with uh, investing in the US and Aussie's Guide to US Real Estate. Now, remember, if you want to join this cracking community of entrepreneurs who are learning about US cash flowing real estate, the easiest way to do is click subscribe on iTunes. Head over to iTunes, find this show under Reed Goosens, click subscribe, show iTunes that we are growing an incredible community of entrepreneurs looking to break into the US and start buying cash flowing deals. Remember, if you do like this show and you want to give back, please leave a comment shoot me that comment or a screenshot of that comment to info at rsnpropertygroup.com. And in return, I'm going to fire you back my new brand spanking new ebook, The 4P Rule. Professionalism, pitch, practice, and patience. They're the four Ps that you all need to start using in your everyday life to start raising capital, to start scaling your real estate business. The more cap access to capital you have, the more deals you'll be able to close on. All right, guys, I hope you got some incredible information out of today's show. We are going to do this all again next week. So remember, get off the couch, take some action, go out and make, make it happen. Get stuff done. All right, guys, take care, be safe, and remember, happy investing. Happy investing.